it's that time of year again where our love of history makes way for our love of scary movies. It's Deep Cuts! And today's episode of Deep Cuts is brought to you by Tempest's Kebab Castle. What better way to enjoy Turkish food than impaled for you and your family? Try it today with our special tartar sauce, Tepes's Kebab Castle. Over 20,000 impaled. And today, from his creepy corner of Koreatown, we have Morbid Mike Black. Yes. I would like to say I've eaten at Tepes Castle, and the meals they prepare for the homeless, fantastic. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. And then, of course, from uh, also from Los Angeles, from the Black Lagoon of Silver Lake, we have Amanda, nothing like it on the market, Black. Black, well, Brass. Well, apparently brass. we're married black, now. Black oh, well. Lagoon, Brass. Sorry, sorry. everybody. I, that's what happens when I read from this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be on this show tonight. Oh, my God, this story. There's so much. There's so much, like, <laughs> legitimately messed up stuff that we're going to be talking about. And then, of course, we have Dan Dingman from his dark dungeon somewhere in the Midwest. Hello, Dan, and, and his horrifying sounds. <laughs> I don't even know what to say because apparently my apartment is even worse than me. So here we go. <laughs> I don't know that that's possible, but but thank you for chiming in. But but you're going back on mute. But, you're going back on mute. You're going. He's he's been muted. <laughs> All right. Whew. Dodged that bullet. That was close. Um, I am, of course, your humble host here, Alf Lamont. Alf uh, possessed by a demon, Alf Lamont, um, and it is. Legitimately, a dark and stormy night out here in in Sacramento. It is it is a, a, a biblical storm uh, happening outside. Like like it has been raining in a way that's just like, which is good because we're in California, so there's you know it, we we kind of need it here. But uh, but yeah, uh, kind of kind of kind of a really creepy, like windy, like like scary, uh, scary night here. Perfect for discussing our subject matter today, which is based on a true story. And I want to say, I low-key hate when I see horror movies that say, based on a true story, because all horror, in a way, is based on true things that we actually fear, right? Like, right. I, think, I think we've all kind of, like... We've all talked a little bit about, like, like we, we made a reference to, to one of the most famous true stories, right? Is, is Vlad Tepes, Dracula, you know, yes, he's not, like, the undead, but very violent dude from, from a very dark space. Still, still goth as it gets, even though he wasn't yeah. actually a vampire. Exactly. Very goth. Um, and, then, and then, of course, we're, we're going to be going into, like, several movies tonight that, that sort of play on that but i mean there's other stuff that's real right or, or real air quotes right like so there's like like for example brass people turning into animals at the full moon and turning vamp werewolves oh yeah right like like li lycanthropy 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 yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's like philanthropy but with lichens yeah um but <laughs> I mean, I mean, all of these things, like, they're based on 
experiences people had or explanations for illnesses, mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like, right. like if I were to remove my shirt in, say, like, like an indigenous country, like, or maybe like even in India, they'd be just like, that man has a lot of hair on his body. He must be part wolf. Right? right there's not yes. a lot of body hair in, in in that space if i were to go to japan they'd be just like yeah right so so i mean isn't mm. isn't most horror just kind of like like ancient ways of explaining the uh, other the other right phenomena the other. yeah some right. animals less flattering than others that i might be compared to if i took my shirt <laughs> off in, in another country <laughs> that man is half manatee yeah I'd at least not, i'd rather not hear the folklore that a lot of countries would <laughs> at least you guys are making it to the folklore my 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 ass is dead like oh, she, <laughs> whatever she's, it is kill it. she made eye contact with the cow outside she's a witch like at least <laughs> yeah. you guys are making it into the book right right wily women are are often witches and um <laughs> and and uh yeah so but here like it's i, I think it's interesting we all picked relatively recent things and and so um we all have like like it's it, the time span of a lot of these things so um it's it's very like 1970s 1980s kind of centric and and mike uh you know we'll get into the one you picked um but i think uh for the sake of like like argument like you could say that the your yours also took part in the 60s and 70s even though the movie was made in 2008 right and they even put kind of a retro feel to a lot of it uh i don't want to spoil what the movie is yeah yeah yeah. let's not let's but, not yeah. let's not get into it but i do feel like there was a period of time that actually produced real horrors in a way that 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 still haunts us so, but yeah. let's 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 get right into it, and let's go with our first uh, with our first movie here. Uh, so, um, I don't even know. Like, I I didn't uh, I didn't line these up as well as I should. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be a grab bag of what exactly we're looking at. But so so here's the first movie, um, and then whoever it belongs to can. We might can just kinda... pirate the whole thing. What the heck? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Nope. That's not it. Okay. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's this one. It's the kind of house they don't build anymore. A relic of a time when the world wasn't in such a hurry. When there was still time for a little charm and elegance. It has stood empty for a long while. And at the price, it is a bargain for a growing young family. It is almost too good to be true. What do you think? I love it. James Brolin, Margot Kidder, Rod Steiger in the Amityville Horror. God's peace in this house. Father Delaney, there's something very important. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. 
after the Lutz family moved into their dream house. They were running for their lives. What happened to them is an experience in terror you will never forget. And you will believe in the Amityville horror. From the best-selling book that made millions believe in the unbelievable, the Amityville horror. Amityville Horror. The grandfather of all these, based on a true stories. Um, <laughs> that preview really didn't give enough away. It was more one of those, like, make sure and have a house inspected before you buy it, because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of wood rot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, just check under the floorboards for termites. Right. Yeah. In, in the beginning of Amityville Horror, it starts off with you you witnessing the, the original crime. Oh. Then, then, but it doesn't show you who's got the gun. It doesn't show you who the victims are. Just you, you, you are a third person participant in the in the crime. It's kind of okay. unsettling. Well, Brassy, talk us through talk us through all of it. Like, like, tell us, like, like. Well, Okay. That's Rod Steiger, right? Uh, yes. You better believe yes. that's Rod Steiger. That, that is Rod Steiger. Sir. A young this... Rod Steiger. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is this funny, because is... a Ro young Rod Steiger looks like... Exactly. Like an old, old Rod, Rod Steiger. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. tell you I think, this. I think he's a little less melty in this than than he is yeah. in actual life, but really there's not much. He's a little much. past his born-on date, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. This man uh, gives the performance that should have set the tone for the whole movie. He was in a separate film than everybody else. <laughs> oh, he, but come on. He was, no, no, he was great. He what are you going to say, Dan? One. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, no, no, okay. No. I thought you were waving at us. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Rod Steiger. Oh, Ariel. Uh, so Rod Steiger's out here giving line readings. He's given uh, pathos, ethos, all of the thoses. And everyone else, even Margot Kidder, bless her soul. And even James Brolin, bless his soul, not quite giving me the line. Yeah, not quite giving me the line readings that that are fulfilling. It was kind yeah. of a bit like a one act, and we were in the front row. And Margot <laughs> never left this movie, but uh, she's still nowhere near the level that uh, Rod Steiger. Nobody. And yeah. I just want to add on, just as because it's Halloween. If you haven't seen Tim Burton's Mars Attacks oh. in a long time, see that again. Not just for Rod Steiger, but he's definitely in it, and he's fantastic. We just watched it recently, the 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 Mrs. and I, and yeah. not only does it hold up, <laughs> but I dare say it actually is resonates even more today. Yep. Unbelievable so. movie. How does something like that get scarier over time? I don't know. But yeah, there was a magic formula in Mars Attacks. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Anyway, so Rod Steiger, but back to well, back to this madness. Okay, so this 
So the second scene, so we you open on witnessing the crime. The second scene is a very eager real estate agent saying, hello, over here, <laughs> come this way, please. And you watch this woman, and I wrote her down, Elsa Raven, giving me everything I need from a desperate... That's a very halloween name, at least. Yeah, she and is. she just passed away November of last year. Or no, March mm. of this year. March wow. of this year. She mm. just passed away. Uh, Elsa Raven is really giving it all she can with the selling of the house. Like, look at this view. Beautiful, isn't it? You could turn that into a guest house. Look at all this property. Could you imagine that? This could be a playroom. <laughs> She's going for it all the way, full bore. And in the movie, now hold on, it's 2021 right now. She says in the movie, this house is going on the market for $80,000. I almost rolled right out of my apartment. In that, the yeah. real life, now let me come at you with the real life. In real life, that house sold for $55,000. What? In 1973 or wow. 4, 1974, wow. it was on, on the market, all that property, lakefront, Long Island, three-story house, basement, 55 grand. Now, it's cut, see my, uh, my little name, nothing like it on the market, um, is a yeah. direct quote from Elsa Raven in the movie. <laughs> and it kind of start to me, this movie started my fear of this house is too good to be true from that point on. Well, Any, today anytime. they could show me both this film and the remake and then quote me that price and I'd still buy it. Right. Yeah, it, I mean, there, there's no, there's no haunting severe enough no. to, to to not buy that house. It's just like the walls bleed. How often and what days, so that I can just plan my life around that. Let me just match <laughs> right. the color. We'll match the color. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll make this work. Yeah, it, exactly. So uh, some some tropes with haunted houses here. We've got erratic behavior, like gr grumpy for no reason obsessive behavioral acts we've got bad dreams we've got hearing things and seeing things that aren't there all the, that's, the basics it's literally dan in the last 15 minutes oh <laughs> uh <laughs> um but, but the, they come out swinging in one way they bring out the priest while the family is outside cavorting at the lake shore with the dog mm -hmm. the priest rolls up and hears kids upstairs and helps himself upstairs and there's no one in the house at all. Then he's trapped in the room and he starts to kind of prepare his Bible for the blessing of the house and gets absolutely victimized by the house. <laughs> wow. Has so, anybody got a fly problem because of this movie? I am. Oh, yeah. I mean, flies that picture, that view, like, like Rod Steiger getting like all of those flies on his face. It's so mm. disturbing. But Brassy, so so you mentioned. Uh, let's get into the like like the reality of this. Okay, like, the truth of so, it. Yeah, the truth of it, right? So yeah. so here's an image. Yeah. Of the very same house that we're describing mm -hmm. here, and it's That's... cordoned off by cops, and there's yep. a lot of folks in in uh, bell bottoms, mm -hmm. and there something went down. So this what is 112 down? Ocean Avenue, in mm -hmm. uh, the South Shore of Long Island. That was the original house. They have since had to remove those two top windows. They've mm -hmm. had to completely reconstruct it because there's too many looky-loos coming around. Mm. Yeah, the I mean, those, those, two, those two windows are so, like, they're Anthropomorphic. iconic. Anthropomorphic. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. The thing is looking at us. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's as though you're, you're disturbing it by going inside. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, a, it's its own creature. Oh, there he's back. He's back. Um, so they've, they've, they've actually officially changed the address of that house to keep people from looky-looing. That's how big yeah. of a problem they've had with it. Now, the, the, the true controversy. Oh, okay. The truth. We'll get to the controversy after the truth. Here's what okay. we know. Okay. Police, the police reports reflect that November of 1974, a young 20-year-old Ronald DeFeo Jr. got up at 3 in the morning, loaded a shotgun, and took out every single person in his family in the house in their beds. What I don't understand is who caught him, how did anybody know something went down, and why did the police show up when they did? Because it, it, that bothers me a little bit. I, I, that's missing in the timeline. In the movie, the cops are there. Dan, with the ambulance. you know something. What are you oh, saying? Oh, does Dan Dan? know something? Yeah. Yeah. I said Dan. cocaine's a hell of a drug. Well, it was the 70s, and we are talking about Long Island. Yes, um, that guy was so high. Come on. Could have been. So what we can say, the controversy begins with why was there evil in the house? Okay. Someone had so, said, yeah. Was was the evil in the house prior to the coked up murders? Or, yeah. Yeah, that's the argument? The argument is it was built on native. What was it? Dan's giving me gang signs. Yeah, we're, you're, you're unmuted, Dan. No, 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 no. It's both. I'm saying it's just both. She's right. Like. It was built on native, what? Doing coke on a native burial ground is probably a bad idea. It's not a. It's not a native burial. The, this, the, the these native. Are the, these are the snippets of wisdom we come to you for, Dan. Thank you. The native just tribes gonna, there. I'm just gonna mute you again. Okay. The native tribes deny, deny, deny. That was not a place of burial. It was not a place of worship. It wasn't a ritual place. It meant nothing to them in particular. So native tribes want nothing to do with this. They're not involved. Uh, they're in the movie. They say it was owned by a man who was a practicing witch during like the Salem witch trials and that he communed with the devil in the red room in the basement. And that's like the hell mouth of the whole building. Okay. That wasn't true in real life. The, I think what people in the 70s and what we struggle with here as Dan, Dan, fans, Dan's having trouble trouble again. What's going on, Dan? Why are you why are you not in Well, the DeFeos came out and said it's all fake. Yeah, they did. They said 100% they said there was they no reason behind the money. Right. Yeah, they did so. take a nice paycheck. They took a really nice paycheck. They did they did the circuits talking about this movie. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay. But that was but the DeFeos, but this story is about the Lutzes. The right? Lutzes, yeah. The Lutzes bought the... the ooh-wee. That's a haunted picture. Um, Why is that a haunted picture? I, I don't know I don't know what the what the Lutzes... I don't know what the ultimately happened to the Lutzes. Wow. <laughs> well, clearly they were abducted by John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's what you happened Margo, to them. Margot Kidder is also Canadian? Did you know that? No. I did not know. That. I had to look it up. She's Canadian as well. Bless her. She looks Canadian. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she does. Only, only Americans know what that means. Okay. Um, so, so long story short, they had the Morins, you know, the, the very famous, what's their name? Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. They mm -hmm. brought out this. 
I mean, people kind of started realizing this was a money grab, so they started bringing demonologists. So wait, the uh, Warrens, are they the same people from like the... The, the Conjuring. And, the Conjuring, yes. okay. Yeah. So so what, I, what, I'm, what I'm starting to notice here is that like these worlds of true stories all begin to intersect in a pretty pretty complete way yeah it's it's uh, there's there's money to be made in in haunted houses and demonology can you guys hear me yes i can yeah we can hear you yeah okay yeah the warns seem to show up and i love the warns yeah well i love I the warns in the conjuring universe but in real life wow how convenient you show up <laughs> everywhere yeah. right yeah she does they seem like a nice lady she does seem yeah. nice I've seen interviews, but wow, you're just everywhere. Well, they're also like the top billed nutbags to call. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Show up, you know? And yeah. I mean, the Lutzes brought out everybody. They they brought everybody out to uh, do infrared photography, and they claimed to have seen a demonic child with glowing eyes at the bottom of the staircase. Again, like. I think people were having, I think, here's guys, this is what it is. They were struggling with the fact that a boy with uh, behavioral issues or perhaps mental illness committed a crime, a heinous crime, a very personal disturbing crime. And no one knows how to say, why don't we look into the kid's history? Did he need help? Everyone just says it was the devil. It was a possession. The house is alive and hates Catholics. Like. It was right a, because because Kathy and uh, like the Catholicism like really plays plays hard into in big time uh, like oh if you had only been a little bit more Catholic or you know like and they bring in an actual priest and it's the priest who has like all of these issues right like his hands blister and the the flies and all of this yeah. this random stuff yeah but ultimately like it, it's it, it's funny because Andy you did too much Horry, man you did too much. That's what it comes down to. You did too much. Yes. This is horrifying, Dan. You're, you're, no, <laughs> it's all a okay. drug thing. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. So, 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 so we we've got uh, so we've got sort of all of the makings, right? We've got Catholicism. Yeah. We've got uh, we've got demonologists. Yeah. We've got like, and what is it about this period of time? that that like really like sparked all of this sort of like like these questions about possession and demonology and all of these kind of things because not long after that we have our next movie right so let's let's roll the clip here and then dan you're gonna get to talk to us about this the the next also one of the the most classic um uh horror films out there so uh so here we go Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. 
infernal experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that. The one hope. The only hope. The exorcist. Yikes. That right? movie still messes me up. And I think if it's you're so Catholic... Good. It's so good. Mike or, or Brassy, were either of you guys... Um, like, Mike, were you raised Catholic? Brass, I don't think you were, right? No, not really. If you're Catholic, this movie is, I think, twice as scary as it is if you're some, some rando prod. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I imagine it does, but I'd like to hear why you think that is. Yeah. So, Dan, why don't you talk us through? So, so just, just, just kind of overview. Right. Little girl gets possessed by a demon. Mm-hmm. Priests come in, so, perform an exorcism. Blah blah blah. Where did this so, all come from? The story of the Catholic of the Exorcist is written by Bla- uh, William J. Blatty. I think, right? William J. Blatty, William Blatty. Yeah, yeah. Who's a very strong Catholic. The story actually comes from St. Louis back in the 40s. Um, It had to do with a a boy child, a male child, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was possessed, whatever. But I do have a friend from St. Louis whose mother worked at the hospital where he was in. And when they mm-hmm. tore it down, the staircase that went to his room stood with no support for five minutes before it collapsed. That's where we're at. So here we go. Interesting. But so, right. So Blatty found this out, wrote the book. I've never read the novel. It's on my Amazon list. I need to read it. But. He wrote the novel, and and we make this movie, and it's in D.C. But there's, to me, there's something interesting about now we've turned it into a girl who's 12, 13 years old, going through divorce. I don't know if I've told you guys this before. I think this has to do with divorce. Um, But she... No, but there's something interesting about... There's something interesting about girls going from girls to women that uh-huh. is weird to our culture. I think it's weird to every and, culture. And you, to be, you need frank, two Catholic right? priests to come in when, when yes, when you need that. two. That's, you, that's two. You need two celibate men to come in <laughs> and, and then explain they will to the, the woman, the the young girl who's going through these changes. You need two celibate right, right, men right, right, to right. explain to. <laughs> Right. go like, no, you stop that right now. Right, exactly. That makes perfect sense. I mean, but, honestly, um, uh, you're not far <laughs> off. 
like but 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 all, back to the back to the possession in St. Louis, right? Like right. there are there were actually like two priests like the like the young there priest were. which is there were. this guy and, here. And apparently as far as and I the know the, the the little the little guy stood up and relieved himself all over everybody in the room. Mhm. And yeah, well, obviously, as I've done that's... before, as I've done before, so you know uh, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it was it was it was pretty intense. But Blatty, the guy that wrote the novel, read about the uh, the kid, and then I really can't figure out why he decided to turn it into Georgetown in the seventies. You know, and make it a girl. Well, I mean, except I think, I think... making it a girl. <laughs> Well, because if number one, if you set anything in St. Louis, nobody's going to go watch it. Right. So, so we've got that, but but we've also got. Um, so the name of the kid was Robbie Mannheim. He was fourteen years old. Oh wow! That had uh, yeah, he was the alleged vi victim of demonic possession, um, and the priest Raymond Bishop, who is the younger one of the two that I just showed. So it's this guy. Um, Father Karras. Yes. He recorded a lot of what, what went on during this, which, which is what, what kind of made it like a unique exorcism. Um, but a lot of the stuff, the, um, a lot of the stuff that ended up coming out of it, like was pretty quickly debunked. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then he wanted, like people wanted to, uh, interview the the priest here and there and uh, when it came time to actually like like talk about it the priest refused right so well you you actually can't once like you've how, been involved in one of these you're locked like the down NBA? It's, it's well NBA? no it's like uh it's uh you know patient psychologist sort of uh thing well priest right like you can't just talk about it you can't just interview Oh, people yeah, about that's it. That's true. Right. Okay. So. Wow. So, that's well, convenient. I guess that covers why he changed all the details and stuff. Yeah, there you go. That's a good, that's a good point. Well, so they say that during the exorcism, the boy did they he did the 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 breaking out of the restraints, which we know that what that's mm -hmm. all, all about. Mm -hmm. Broke the bread spring from under the mattress and used it as an impromptu weapon, slashing the priest's arm. Um, and then, um, and then they moved the kid, uh, to, to South City Hospital where they finished the exorcism. Um, right. during the right. litany of the saints portion, the boy's mattress began to shake. Um, he broke Halloran's nose during the process. Um, and then after that, he was just like, I'm done. Bye. The priest was just like, that's it. Never again. I'm just going to go be right. a quiet priest somewhere. And that was the end of it. Um, but again, like there's, there's, a, there, I think, I think a lot of like, like this kind of stuff, like as we continue to understand trauma, as we continue to understand how people uh, act and react, um, like we could, we could definitely say that this kid was probably going through some psychological problems. Right. Here's the thing, like, so my wife worked on psych for a little while, and the one rule of psych is you never let the patient get between you and the door, right? Oh. One time it happened to her, oh. right? Like, yeah. and then yeah. things 
really become de demonic real fast when the psych patient is between you and the door. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, no, this is a psych thing. And then in the movie, Father Karras is a psychologist, right? He's a PhD psychologist. Georgetown. Which is a Jesuit right. institution, which is interesting because the 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 old and not just Jesuit. It's basically Ivy League, right? Like yeah, Ivy League Jesuits. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so it, it has that sort of sense of gravitas that that institution brings to to the uh, to the whole thing, but uh, right. but ultimately, um, you know, like. All of these, I mean, there's so many exorcism movies now. There's the exorcism of Emily Rose, and there's just like the, 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 you know, Padre, whatever, and like there's just a, there's a bunch of exorcism movies, and it feels like they're all drawing on basically like this kind of thing, where it's just like, yeah, there was right. this kid one time, and the kid was wasn't doing so hot, and he broke a bed and and punched a priest in the eye, and 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 everyone's just like possession, right? And I've I noticed mean, that's it's. it's it's also become really popular in Spanish language over like the last like five ten years. What exercise? Like, yes, like uh, well, yeah. there's, I mean, there's been I mean, a lot in Mexico, a lot of Argentina, a lot from Spain. Like it's interesting. Well, have... they're Catholic for one thing, right? But, I think so it's are cheap. these are these are these? Well, so let me ask you something, Dan. Are all of these new exorcisms that are happening now? Are they are they done by actual priests? Are they church exorcisms? Or there's a new Pentecostal movement in South uh, in, in Central and South America that that would potentially also like tap into already pre-existing um, biases mm. towards demonic possession and the it might be both. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like the the, the like new exorcism movies. There's, oh, oh. there's they all come from like Spain, Argentina, Mexico, Italy, like oh yeah, Catholic. It's yeah. There's and that's yeah, it has and that's to what do we talk that. about, right? Like like and that man the, lived the, forever, by the way. Talk oh, about Max Fancido. Max, Max, Max Fancido. Yeah, oh, he died so at what two hundred and ten or something. Yeah, about? like a week ago. Like, yeah. Was, I mean, he recently passed away. Max Van Sado, awesome. If the news tomorrow said Max Van Sado had died now, yesterday, I would believe it. Yeah. He died, well, he, came back, and died again. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 I could see that. If anybody could, it would be Max Van Sado. He's a million years old. Whatever. He was, he was a million years old during this movie, though they aged him on purpose <laughs> a little bit more. And then he was a million years old... Forty years later, when when uh, he was doing when he was doing Star Wars movies, I mean, he and looked the literally... same. Yeah, mm -hmm. looked exactly. Honestly, I think it looked less better. baby powder. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked, looked now exactly the same in the greatest story ever told. <laughs> as as Jesus, as yeah. Jesus, he looked All right, exactly. I'm gonna, the same. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back to muting you now. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but I I think I think so. So we've gotten two. Two movies, both of them had to do with demonic possession and Catholic priests, right? Um, but I think the the one thing that that Brass's movie that Amityville had that that um, that uh, Exorcist doesn't have is 
murder, right? In in and like like that murderous mayhem kind of stuff that that goes on, and that was that was a big part of the general psyche at that period in time. That death and evil is everywhere, and there's a lot of reasons for it. But we will explore all of those reasons here in just a second as we go into our next clip, which is Mike's movie. And I, I think I think this one this one caught me off guard because I was just like, well, how is that? I didn't realize this was based on a true story. So jacked up. So jacked up. All right. So here we go. Mike's movie. What? I just want to tell you something. I love you, Jimmy. What is that? It's okay, there's nothing here. I haven't heard a dog bark, or a car pass, nothing. I legit jumped during that preview. Like, I actually jumped. Like, yeah. dur like during the preview. I mean, that movie is horrifying. Yeah. Like, talk us, talk us through the others. Well, I didn't really do the research on the true story part because you don't have to because home invasions happen all the time. And, the, of course, the most famous that I can think of is uh, the Manson family murders. Precisely, and yeah. When you look into the details of those, it's grisly, you know, and it's amazing how that was like the wrong people at the, at the wrong house. They had just moved into the house of a guy that Charlie Manson knew and something that just obscenely horrible happened to them. And that that can happen to any of us. You can slight the wrong person on the street and they follow you home, you know. It's such a palpable true story that makes it so terrifying. That, um, 
understand that last line in the preview because you were home. Right. uh, Right. No other reason than that. Yeah. In the mind of someone that damaged, you know, and this, the movie itself is a brilliant movie. It's a real roller coaster. And I think the, the best horror movies are the ones where you're so invested in it that you can't help but you're guide the people on screen in your mind. You know, yeah. you don't please God don't do this thing yeah. that you're about just to walk do. out. Just walk out right now. Yeah. Just you right think of now. Like Thirty other options. Yeah, you're just like please the doing. But there were a lot of moments in here where you're like, I would have done the exact same thing. And I would have paid heavily for it, you know. Right. Because right. a lot of the time in the film, they do the right thing to do. And that's a very uh, nimble rope to walk, you know, to, to be able to have them actually do the smart thing and still pay for it. Right. You know, and that uh, it, it's really, really well done. I'm glad I watched it again, you know. Yeah, and there, there's 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 sort of I I think you know the the idea of a home invasion. I think especially in this country, it's funny. You know, in I mean, it's not funny, but in 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 Mexico, in uh, in places where where home invasions are much more common. Um, the, there's no there's no there's no preying on that, but I feel like like in this country, like we the idea of a home invasion and protecting against that monster. I think, I think Charlie Manson lives with all of us in this country to this day. I don't think that the horrors of, of somebody coming into your house and randomly killing you were made flesh as vividly for this country until that moment. And that's why this movie continues to resonate um, but you know what's uh, so you were right in bringing up the Manson murders. I think I think that was like the beginning of sort of this this idea. And and when you think about it, um, the the movie Brass that you brought up, um, like those murders again, just like no explanation. It just happened. All of us are susceptible to these maniacal moments, right? And I think I think there was a really like. Think about these these like when when did serial killers actually like begin to like when there was a moment where serial killers actually became a thing. It's not like people were making movies like like around I mean Jack the Ripper obviously was was like the OG. But you've got right. this this whole mess of serial killers that all come in sort of the same 20 30 year span. Um, and yeah. it's all these white males that, that like earn people's trust and then kill them and eat them and like all of these different things. And a lot of these based on a true stories are based on some, some of the fears that were brought on by some of these folks, you know? And, and so oh, Dan's got to turn in. Hang on. what's up, Dan? Well, if you want to talk about early, or, uh, early serial killers, if you ever visit, we will go to the LNF. Tavern, which is a couple blocks from me, which uh, both John Wayne Gacy and Ted Bundy picked up his victims. It literally credits itself the creepiest bar in America. 
America. Horrifying. Horrifying. And then, then two blocks away. We'll go. Yeah. It's also very cheap. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm I'm in. Um yeah, and, and so and so you get this sort of like serial killer action in there, um, which really speaks to the it, because serial killers more than, than other folks are random about like like yeah. how they choose their victims and, and most people will be killed by someone who they know not by by random ass murderers walking in through their door and and killing them and yet the idea like we're, we don't look at we don't look our significance others though it depends on whether or not I loaded the dishwasher correctly but we do not look at them and fear they're going to kill us um, right. and even though they are more likely to commit a murder than a random person walking into that. What we truly fear is what happens in this movie, Mike, and that is random-ass people picking other random-ass people and terrifying them. And doing it just for fun. For, just you know, for kicks. And the idea... They never flat-out say it in the film, but the way the murders are portrayed you feel as though they don't really care whether they live or die through the experience themselves. Right. Right. It's all entertainment up to right up until the end. If, mm -hmm. if that should happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is an impossible thing to bargain against. It, you yeah. Know? There's no <laughs> like, leverage there. Yeah. And that to me, that is part of what's terrifying about a situation like that is that, you know, they used to have in the old horror previews, uh, it can't be reasoned with, it can't be, bullets won't stop it, fire won't kill it, it can't be reasoned with. And it's, it really is that third one that matters the most. Because, you know, if you can't do that, you, you are completely out of options. Yeah. And, and, and so back real quick to to sort of this idea of like evil you can't escape right and 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 sort of randomized evil that you can't escape um one of the things that that um that inspired this movie in particular yes the manson murders inspired this movie because of the randomness and the couple and the whole idea of like like some I mean, I mean, I think the true tragedy of Sharon Tate was that she was actually like kind of like a, a beautiful soul and kind of like a sweet person. She was pregnant, and and there's a lot there's a lot of sadness there, um, and and so it made that the brutality of that and the randomness of that even more more horrifying. Um, there was also another um, another series of murders that um, that happened in 1979 in July of 1979. Oh no! Sorry, 80, eighty-one. So I mean, it puts us in this time span that we're 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 kind of talking about those seventies and eighties, where where you're just like, what is happening? Um, and there was a, something called the Ketty Murders, um, where four members, three members of a family, and the and a friend that was visiting were murdered inside a house. Uh, the girl went missing. Tina Tina was taken from the scene of of the this this uh, the Ketty family. Um, or sorry, no no no. Cutty. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, it's the Sharp family. Oh, but it's, wow. it's Ketty, California is where all of this took place. Okay. Um, and basically, this is what it says. Um, there was a Ketty resort in the late evening of 1981. 
The bodies of Sue, John, and Dana were found in the morning by, by Sue's 14-year-old daughter who had been sleeping at a friend's house. So she comes home from sleeping over at a friend's house and they find the, 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 um, the bodies of, of uh, three of the four. Um, the, the sons, Rick and Greg, so this was a large family, as well as their friend Justin Smart, were in the house when it all happened, but were unharmed. They didn't hear anything. Wow. And then Tina, the girl, was missing from the scene, right? And, I mean, you can imagine, like, like what a horrifying, uh, what a horrifying experience that must be. It went unsolved. It was, rel- it was mostly unsolved until relatively recently where, where they found a hammer and they found some, some DNA and all of these kind of things. Ew. But, but at the time, and at the time, in, and even in 2008 when our movie was made, this was this was the stuff of horror. Uh, home invasion, seemingly random. The victims were randomized, brutal. Three people in the home, fine, left alive, didn't hear a thing. Everybody else killed. I mean, that that reality is absolutely horrifying. And so again, it just leads me to think that like. All of these movies, all of the ones that are just like based on a true story, yeah, it's based on 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 our fears, right? Like we have we have if you, especially if you're Catholic, you have a fear of the devil. I was asking my wife just uh, just not that long ago. I, I asked her, "Hey, you are you went to Catholic school? Did they talk about the devil? Because I didn't go to Catholic school. I just I just you know I was raised Catholic, but but I they you know, covered like the that... devil right while you were there." <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it's a fair question because my experience in growing up Catholic, at least like from like my grandma talked about the devil and people around me talked about the devil. But no, I never heard a priest for once go like, like, you know, with the possible exception of isn't there like in the Apostles Creed a line about the devil? I think there is. Anyway, um, but ultimately, like the devil seemed like something outside of of the actual religious education but my my wife said that the, the the when she was growing up out of her religious education that the devil was a tangible thing um and you think you know like she's she's a a, a woman here in in 2021 um what what kind of indoctrination was happening in the 70s uh in the 60s and 70s when when this, these exorcisms take place and how much more real was the devil at that point in time um, to lend it sufficient credence that that this movie resonated, the the Exorcist resonated, right? So there are there is there is like um, all what I'm trying to say is that we are we are sort of led into fearing certain things, and then all it takes is a trigger like the Manson murders, like the like um like you know, the exorcist or like the Amityville horror to, to sort of launch us into believing that these things are plausible. And I mean, as a kid, I was a hundred percent sure that the Amityville horror was real, that I would someday walk into a house that was flooded with flies. Right. I was a hundred percent sure I mean, I was in college just kind of hoping that the exorcist was real just because it's so badass, 
right? But, you know, like, like part of you, like, part of us wants to think, like, there's these Catholic priests that are badasses, and they come in, and they fight with the devil, and, and win, right? Like, that's kind of, you don't, you don't want to think that, Brassie? I don't, that's I don't not, think you anybody wants. don't want to live in a world? I, I live in a world. No, I don't think uh, that these movies made me think that Catholicism or prayer was as powerful as the devil. They were oh, weaker then. Unmute Dan here. What do you got to say, Dan? All right. So we've been talking about devils, demons, serial killers, but I've kept something in my back pocket that we have not talked about. Oh. Sorry, I'm going to jump on it. There's a movie. It's not that great, but it's fun called The Fourth Kind. Which oh, is about alien abduction. <laughs> Oh. Which is a whole nother thing of this, you guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and Right? Um, yeah. It's oh, such man. a scary movie. Terrifying. Oh, Terrifying. I mean, alien Terrifying. abduction. It, Beyond it, science. Beyond is, religion. What, right. What is right? the uh, what, Like, what come is on. The we have movie? to. Let's put all the different Fire kinds in the sky. of weirdness out there. Fire in the sky and communion. Fire in the sky. And communion. Oh, yeah. Both of those are really good. But I really like uh, Fourth Encounters. Like it's so creepy. The the like the 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 cop body cam image with the shooting, you know, with his wife. Like the whole family thing at the beginning is terrifying. It's awful. And fire in the sky is the the redneck Matt Mike. That, right, like, right, like, right, 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 right. Driving his truck and and all all of his friends are just like, I think he's yeah. gone. It's the yeah. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. It's the what? The guy from the ice skating movie. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, he's abducted. They show him a circus of horrors. Yeah, it's pretty horrifying. <laughs> um, and I mean, like nothing scares <laughs> like for me the. <gasps> That's circus. the upshot of it. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. They show him the turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the aliens are just like, <laughs> like oh, I get like I'm I'm terrified right now. So I think for me the scariest, the scariest thing I've ever seen in movies is the alien walking across the the the, the street on in signs. Yes. You guys know what yes. I'm talking about. Yes. Exactly. Like, yes. like like that is chilling to me. That is and chilling. Joaquin had such a great reaction. He jumped out of his chair backward, and I was like, "I'm behind you, behind yeah. the chair, behind the wall." <laughs> the alien doesn't walk; it more it lopes. Ooh, right, you it's the post right. When, when it's on the news, was the Bigfoot pose? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're like Gumby. They don't have bones. It's just oh. cartilage moving. Oh. Yeah. No, thank you. Yes, Dan, that is a that is that is something that none of us wanted to actually talk about, but it is horror. <laughs> no, and and but but it also like like alien abduction also is very similar to uh, home invasion, and that is that yes. somebody something yeah. unknown is coming into your house. It is and it is stealing no you stopping. away. Yeah. yeah, no stopping it. It's no just it. it's a random choice. Completely comes into random. your house and yeah, right. Yeesh. Best case Horrifying. scenario, David. Bright lights, bright lights. What, what is it? What's just, your best, best, best case, case scenario? scenario? Just bright lights in your window. The next thing you know, you're out of your bed, being dragged somewhere. 
That's David Duchovny. David Duchovny. That's right. That is the best case scenario. Every I agree. Time. And 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 but you know, I think I think again, like all of these different pieces definitely play into a, a certain amount of indoctrination and purposeful blurring of uh truth from reality, right? Like I think I think the idea of especially now, uh the idea of home invasions and the idea of others coming in to take us and take our things. Um, has been exploited by by folks, including the gun industry. Um, I, I think I think the gun industry loves movies where where some random person comes into your house because you know you go you go home and you're just like eh, you know then that those aliens come they're they're gonna answer to my gun right and yeah. or they, you know like and and same thing with these people in the the creepy sheep masks well, and whatever. That's one thing I liked about the strangers is that it showed that that can backfire on you too. Right. That they they did an excellent job of showing just it doesn't really matter how much you prepare sometimes. Yeah. And and I mean you know, and, and again the truth behind uh weapons ownership is that, that you are most more likely to use it on yourself or somebody else in your household than you are to stop a, a home invasion or anything like that. But that doesn't that doesn't deter both our psychological need for defense you're talking to someone who just recently bought a beautiful decorative bat as their as their <laughs> um, decorative. a decorative bat oh it is matches it our room beautifully like, what's no. <laughs> Does it no it's it's some uh, robber's gonna be picking know. rhinestones out of his ass <laughs> there's glitter everywhere man <laughs> you guys know it's a mexican bat that has like what? drawings on it, and it's for pinatas. Look, like oh, whatever. Okay, okay, I understand. It, it, it's my, it no, I my get weapon it. of choice. I That's get your it. weapon of choice. It's, I it's, have it's, my it's, grandfather's 1950s nightstick for being a cop, like under my bed still. Oh my god! There you go. There you wow. go. So, there we go. Yeah. I have so, my rapier wit. There you go. <laughs> that that'll get them. I hurt their that'll feelings so bad. Yeah, it's over before we can. <laughs> So yeah, so it's 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 definitely and, and that's exploited and then uh, Catholicism obviously boy they, they don't have uh they don't have a long history of psychological manipulation or anything. Or, um, no. or, or scooting yeah. around uncomfortable information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so all of these things are sort of left to like our imagination um and and to the the deeply plausible. And this morning I woke up and and I was watching TV and I and I thought to myself, you know what I haven't seen in a while is uh, is a very specific kind of movie that I that was on TV when I was a kid. Um, and so we're gonna watch this and we're gonna talk a little bit about how, especially as children, there was the the purposeful blurring of lines between what is real and what isn't. And they would do this to us in order to get more money from us. Okay. So I'm just gonna roll this clip um, and then we will discuss this movie. And this is a surprise, I switched movies last minute. All right, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Santo and Blue Demon versus the monsters. What monsters, you may ask? All of them. 
That's Frankenstein. Uh, there is um, a zombie of sorts that they also take care of. There's a mummy. There's a weird uh, werewolf kind of creature, but there's the werewolf back there. There's the mummy. There's a vampire. There's a thing. It's just a generalized creature. Very realistic looking. And then there's this. Right? Wrestling moves. And wrestlers and pro wrestlers wrestling in this movie. It's supposed to be a scary movie. <laughs> There's Dracula. Right? Is that not always the, the, the money shot there of of any movie with a with a vampire? That they they kill the vampire and then the vampire disappears. I feel like every vampire movie. So I wanted to bring this movie up because Santo and Blue Demon are both two like super famous Mexican wrestlers. It's like the right? Hulk Hogan and uh, the Hulk know, Hogan. Yeah, Macho Man. A little, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say like it's insane. like yeah, yeah. I think it's both. It's Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Um, and here they are in a horror movie with monsters and all of this kind of stuff. But as a kid, you are viewing things that you know to be real. You know yes. that you know you have Santo and you know that you have Blue Demon. These are real fighters. Very much in the same way that we knew Sergeant Slaughter was a real wrestler. And right. yet Sergeant Slaughter appeared in G.I. Joe. <clears throat> Correct. Dan? Yeah. Uh, not just a real wrestler, a real uh, military officer, by the way. So. Oh, oh, sorry. My my apologies to... to That's okay. To, That's thank okay. you, Sergeant Slaughter, for your service. <laughs> but, but... Yeah. Uh, but but, but all, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, um, we are, we are, especially as kids, indoctrinated to blur the lines between reality and not like we, we we go to disneyland we take kids to disneyland and we're like hey these are the characters and the kids are like they are sort of real i am looking at a tangible manifestation of mickey mouse that everybody yeah. seems to agree is mickey mouse yet the face is frozen which i know is right. not real and yet everyone <laughs> is telling me that he mickey mouse call. is real Clearly right. a fabric costume covering a man. Right? <laughs> Everyone seems to be in a mass delusion. Correct. This is what's happening. But and we I'm continue the mass delusion. Life. Santa Claus is a mass delusion that everybody yeah. buys into, right? And yeah. we show yes. movies and there's Santa Claus the movie. And the important thing about, regardless of who plays Santa, they all look the same, right? So we right. know that, that Santa is this thing that we are constantly being reinforced. We know that it exists. We have, like, this whole mythology built around it. And there is insistence as kids that this mythology is real. Where does Santa Claus live? The North Pole. Everybody knows that, right? And we are meant to take it as fact until we don't. Right? Yeah. And, and and how much like this and this is modern day, right? Like this is this is all done to sell more toys, to sell more kids more more toys to kids and sell more stuff. 
But how, like, the further you go back, these wild-ass stories of indoctrination that were meant to to sort of blur reality, dragons are monsters, and monsters well, the, the exist. the fairy tales, the, you know. Right, right. There's so many things like that that are, you know, fairies in the woods. Uh, right. Simple. Narwhal horns. Sometimes to protect kids, sometimes to make dull shit magical. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it was part it. entertainment, part entertainment, part explaining things that you can't explain, right? And, 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 and part and, go away, kid. Yes, right. and part go away, kid. Go yeah. out into the forest Large and collect part. 12 fairies. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and make sure you come back before dark because that's when the wolf and the witches come out, right? <laughs> right, and so exactly. So you get rid of the kid for the whole day. They're out in the forest. <laughs> they come back. They're tired. Hip, hip, hooray. Right? Fear is a manipulation yeah. tactic. Yeah, but 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 fear, but fear, and also like like what we've seen here is is the blurring of reality and the blurring of of um, of mythologies in in order to in order to sell movie tickets to sell us this fear to sell us all of these different different pieces. But at the end of the day, truth, truth, truth be told. Literally none of these, based on a true story, lives up to lives up to being anywhere near the the actual movies, including Blue Demon and Santo versus versus right. the monsters. Right? Like like these guys are like they're actually we can actually trace Santo no. and Blue Demon. Not the In woman ways... vampire. Well, not the woman. <laughs> the woman vampire. No bra. La mujer no bra. vampiro. Yeah, no, no bra. No bra. No. Uh, and the cyclop. Cyclope. Uh, Cyclope. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, ultimately, like these are all ways of getting us to like to enjoy certain things a little bit more. And I sure. do think that we enjoy scary movies. A lot more when we when they when they they're plausible. Well, and when... to link it back to uh, Mars Attacks, the two biggest heroes in the movie, uh, Jim Brown and Tom Jones. And Tom <laughs> Jones plays himself in the film. Yep, yep. It's I mean there you go. And, That's and, the new and, Cyclope. And it makes it. <laughs> It makes it plausible, right? It makes it, yeah. and you do feel like it does feel extra special when, when, when you see real life. I mean, it, weren't weren't all of the Scooby Doo with the Harlem Globetrotters yep. and Scooby Doo with with like Laurel and Hardy? The, like the not those the things. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. all of those things were awesome because they were that merging of like mm. reality and like like. Well, surreality. I mean, um, but but I think I think that's that's really that's the jam for these like like based on a true story films. It's not whether or not they were truly based on a true story. It's the possibility that we have a foot in reality and a foot in the dream world. Nice, yeah. well said. Yeah, and I think what's up, Dan? No, like you were saying, the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, you and then you were talking about Sergeant Slaughter. Remember when Sergeant Slaughter joined G.I. Joe? Yes, that's, yeah, that's and, what we're talking about. And the Chicago Bears' William the Refrigerator Perry became also a G.I. Joe. Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. I remember that In between toy. selling McDeal's, right? he joined G.I. Joe. I'll tell you what, 
Everyone I talked to in Chicago wishes I owned that G.I. Joe and I sold it. I could have gotten $1,000 in this city for that G.I. Joe. Interesting. Good. The true horror. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah my, no. My, my, I no, had no, it. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Thousand, Mike thousand knows what I'm talking city. about. I know he what has you're talking it. about. He's like, oh, I'm going to go, that, I'm gonna go sell that, that in like, Chicago right now. Weapon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, that yes. football weapon, right? Yeah. Football weapon. Like a mace. Like a mace. Like a mace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just turn uh, your ass to it. You'll be fine. Mike's so, yeah, got three of them. Mike's got three of them. <laughs> I, I mean i i like honestly i might go on ebay after this just because i love the idea of that so much. um but but low-key like like i think that's what appeals to us about stories about mythology about everything right is that that there there's there's a hint of truth to it there's a plausibility to it there it is our way of of touching both the the uh the thrilling part um, of life, but also the mysterious part of life, right? Like, and, and, and very much in the same way that we couldn't explain like, oh, well, that was the gods did that, right? Or fairies did that. The modern way of, of sort of experiencing that is we cannot explain the horror that we inflict on each other. And so we build up these, these mythologies around them um, and, and try to explain it away through demonic possession, through uh, through deviant, murderous, evil possessed beings, uh, rather than confront the fact that these are all like signs of, of, of illness in our society and how we treat each other and how we how we deal with with uh, mental health, with uh, with roles in society and so on. Um, but anyway, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun, and it's a hell of a lot of fun to to touch that. Um, that's why I love history, right? We can, we can in ways make connections to things that are long gone and go like, oh yeah, that's why we do that now. Uh, and this specific episode was very, very much in that tradition. So this was awesome. Um, but can I next... add one thing since, uh, it's, you brought up uh, that fantastic movie with, uh, wrestlers battling evil, <laughs> do yourselves a favor after this and Google Walmart's masters of the wwe universe <laughs> where they've incorporated all of the major wrestling icons into masters of the universe figures and there made them go. all look like sword and sorcery versions of themselves <laughs> what? the one to look up if you only look up one jake the snake roberts oh. i believe Dan, i believe mike that i have seen these on your instagram Probably yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I believe I've seen them. Most um, likely. And and big shout out also to like the OG, like like wrestling. There's a reason that that it's Santo and Blue Demon. There's a reason that it's the 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 WWE Masters of the Universe, and that's because wrestling has no qualms about making it, up mythologies and mixing <laughs> up reality and what's fake no, they have well. no qualms about it right it is it is it's that is the original like like real like like is it is real? a world is where robocop helped sting out of a jam during a tag team match. right it i mean <laughs> exactly exactly yeah i i, I mean what can you say other than 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 wrestling is the the original way to 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 commune with our gods? Wow. 
I've been trying to tell that to my family for decades. <laughs> Dan, yes, what? You're, you're not well, Yes, so. you're absolutely right. I mean, look at the Greeks. They loved running around, throwing each other around naked, jumping on each other, right? Like wrestling was a big deal for the Greeks. Yeah. No qualms. And it, no was, qualms. And it was no. And the more oiled up you got, the better, right? Like Because then they can't hold you. Right. Yep. Right. The slick pig uh, theory. <laughs> oh. Well, well that no really did fall. The, the slick pig. Well, you know, like we can't. Ho- uh, Family Guy did a whole thing on it. Okay. All right. And on well, that Brass note, grew yes. up on a farm, kind of right, like a small, like a small farm, right? Did you, you have pigs. any pigs, Brassy? We did, but okay. we didn't. They were totally outdoor animals. Yeah, but when they got muddy, you couldn't hold that shit. No. Well, I wasn't allowed to. They, these pigs were bigger than I was. They were what 400, 500 pounds? No, 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 nothing like that. Just oh, okay. General, just your general. <laughs> what the fuck are, are we talking hogs or sows? Sows, sows only, sows only. Dan, where did, did you sell them out? How much did you sell like, them for? They all died. Okay, Dan, they all died. You didn't sell well, are them. Are you selling livestock here? We were just talking about movies, and you. I bought a pig last your, year for two thousand dollars. You you oh. go on some random ass 4H. No, thing I went here, to right? I went to a livestock auction. I bought a pig for two thousand dollars last but what year. Ha- but what happened? Well, I I ate it. What oh, do you think I, I see, did I see, with I see. it? Okay, there at the like, auction okay. or I have I have so I had it many... I had it processed. I guess okay. my question my question really is no. Like, I got I bacon. Sp- I got back. I got the whole thing. It's two thousand dollars. That's why I, I mean I know what I know what she's talking about. Okay. <laughs> uh, what we say now? Nothing. Next week we're gonna have uh, we're gonna do potluck. Potluck, potluck. Dan, Dan, bring bring your trotters. Yeah. <laughs> it's all gone. No, no. I mean, what I couldn't eat, I sold off to others. So okay. So, all right. But, but lay down the law here. The the, the law here's what? here's potluck. Potluck. I got some is... venison if you want to buy it. God damn it, Dan! I'll send it out to you. All right. Potluck means we all have to bring a deep cut, right? In the same way that, like, we we kind of we kind of did away with the fact that they were deep cuts to this week because yeah. we really we really needed to talk about these these movies. Like, I yeah. am glad we did this, yeah. but next week the rule is that it cannot be something like that everybody's seen. Like, you gotta you gotta pull you gotta pull some good shit here. Mm. No rules, just bring something solid. Um, and then also be ready for like like giving something a shout out because I think we will do we'll bring back our honorable mentions next week Yay. and just have our final Halloween episode of this year's deep cuts. Oh my uh, gosh! I know, I know. This went by so quickly. It did. It did. It really it did. All right. Anything else? Anybody want to say anything before I roll the video clip? Nope. All right. Let's do it before Dan says anything else. Good night, everybody. <laughs>